Good morning, for coming to learn. It's good to see everyone. Um, of course, uh, the Yantav of Shavuos is this coming week, and if I wanted to discuss, um, take the opportunity to discuss Havakas Neiros Shabbos, Havakas Neiros Yantav, and perhaps some of the differences uh, that exist between them. So the mitzvah of Havakas Neiros Shabbos is found in the Gemara Masechet Shabbos over here in the Afchav Heim Beis, where the Mishnah tells uh, the Gemara tells us Havakas Neir B'Shabbos Chayvo, lighting Havakas Neiros for Shabbos is uh, is an obligation. So, but what kind of obligation is it, and what is the source for this obligation? So the Rambam uh, tells us that there are four mitzvahs with regards to Shabbos. We have uh, two that are midday raisa, and two that are midday rabbanon. The two that are midday raisa, of course, are found in the Aseris Hadibros, that of Zachar, Yom HaShavos HaKadosh, Shabbos, Yom HaShavos HaKadosh, and the two that are midday rabbanon are found in the Pesach in Sefer Yishayahu, the Karasa L'Shabbos Oineg, V'Ukdash Hashem Echubad that I called Shabbos a delight uh, to honor HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the, uh, the Rambam is telling us, and the Gemara understands, in Gemara Masech the Shabbos, and Afkofi Gimel, that there are two other uh, mitzvahs on Shabbos, that of uh, Kavain and that of, of Oineg. So where does the uh, mitzvah of lighting Hadokas Nehra Shabbos uh, emanate from? It's not from Zohar Siyam HaShabbos HaKadshoi, that's Kiddush. Shamar Siyam HaShabbos HaKadshoi refers to abstaining from Malacha. What then is the source for Hadokas Nehra Shabbos? So Rashi writes on the Gemara, it's because of Kavod Shabbos, Ta'anur Shabbos. Tysus writes, uh, and that's the uh, very same Gemara, that it's because of Oineg Shabbos, it's uh, enjoying Shabbos. What is the difference between Kavod Shabbos and Oineg Shabbos? So the Gura uh, tells us over here, Oiz Dawin, that uh, Kavod Shabbos refers to those things, and it's apparent in the language of the Rambam, the Gemara is uh, throughout Shas, that Kavod Shabbos refers to things that we do on Friday in preparation for Shabbos. That's Kavod Shabbos. Enjoying Shabbos uh, on the day of Shabbos itself, that's Oinik Shabbos. Those are two uh, separate uh, notions. The first is covered Shabbos, preparing for Shabbos, and the second is Oinik Shabbos, enjoying uh, items or enjoying uh, the day of Shabbos. Right, so it's really a mistake. I don't want, we don't want to get brisker with people at the, the Shabbos meal. People say the covered Shabbos cut is really a mistake. It really is Oinik Shabbos. I know a guy who, I know a person who every time he hears somebody do that, she tells him, by the way, it's really Oinik Shabbos. Yes, based on this groin. You cannot do covered Shabbos on Shabbos? No. Put on a, a brand new suit on Shabbos? It's Oinik Shabbos. Yeah, but it, you didn't prepare it. It's in the closet. Uh, if you didn't prepare it, then it would be only oinig and not covered. If you prepared it, even if you didn't wear it, it would be covered and not oinig. Correct. So where does so it seems to be a machlekes Rashi and Tosis? Where does the uh, the mitzvah halakas neiros Shabbos uh, emanate from? Is it a mitzvah of covered Shabbos to prepare the candles in preparation for Shabbos or to enjoy the light? On Shabbos. So the Rambam seems to contradict himself. The Rambam Paraglam of the Shabbos writes, Sarach Lesak and Beis Amiba Oid Yoim, and the underlined part. Mibnei Kavit HaShabbos. You have to prepare your house and get everything ready uh, in preparation for Shabbos via Ner Doluk. One of the obligations uh, included under the umbrella of Kavit Shabbos is making sure that there are Neros, uh, there'll be candles burning on Shabbos. The Rambam, though, in Parak Hay of Hilchah Shabbos writes that this is included in. Oinig Shabbos. Umadakes Haner, Shazabachlau, Oinig Shabbos. See, Achrayim asks a contradiction in the Rambam. Is it covered or is it Oinig? So the Briska Rav explains that for the Rambam it seems to be that it's both. It is both covered Shabbos. There's a mitzvah to prepare the candles in preparation for Shabbos, and then there's a mitzvah of Oinig Shabbos to enjoy the candles uh, on Shabbos. And the stipler in his Sefer, Kilas Yaakov, on the Shabbos, perhaps bring a source for this from the Gemara that is in fact both. 
it is both Kavit Shabbos as well as Oynik Shabbos. Because the Gemara tells us over here, Mesech uh, the Shabbos, that if a person is an Oni, and he only has enough money to buy either an Eir Shabbos and an Eir Chanukah, so I'm a Rabbah Pshitali, near Beisav, in Eir Chanukah, near Beisai Odif. Better that he buy candles uh, for Shabbos than to buy candles for Neiros Chanukah, because uh, candles for Shabbos uh, are Shalom Beisai. They allow a person to have Shalom in his house, not because of some, uh, because of some supernatural uh, principle, but simply because people won't trip over each other. Rashi writes, To sit in utter darkness is not going to lead uh, to Shalom bias. Better that there be, there be light around. So, so too, the Gemara says, if you only have enough money to buy... Uh, Candles for Shabbos or wine for Kiddush. Again, that the uh, Neiro Shabbos take precedence. Mishum Shalom Beso. So it says the stipend. Well, this implies that the purpose of the mitzvah Lakas Neiro Shabbos is in order to enjoy the day of Shabbos. That it should be, uh, or the night of Shabbos, it should be enjoyable uh, rather than being a person living in difficulty uh, in darkness. So it sounds like it's a mitzvah of Einik Shabbos to enjoy the day of Shabbos. However, at the same time, uh, the, the Gemara tells us that the bidu the Rav Yosef having ma'achro madlakas law. She would light at the last minute, right before the Shkia. She doesn't mean she lit after the Shkia, that would be Chilo Shabbos. She lit right before the Shkia. So if Yosef told her, what are you lighting so early? You know, he said, when Klaizer was traveling in the Midbar, and we had a cloud that accompanied us during the day, and a fire that accompanied us at night, the fire came early, you know, before the Shkia, he said, the fire came earlier. Because uh, in order to make sure that it would provide Klaizer with light, even once it already started to get dark. So he told her, why don't you already start lighting uh, when it's starting to get dark? So she said, fine. You know what, in order to solve the problem, I'll light already earlier on in the day. So we learned in a bride, you cannot light too early, and you, can't, you should not light uh, too late. Here, too late doesn't mean on Shabbos. Here, too late means too close to the Shkia. So why shouldn't you light too early? So Rashi explains, It's not obvious that you're doing so in preparation for Shabbos. So it says the stipend, it sounds like from here that it has to be nikar on Friday, actually recognizable on Friday that you're lighting uh, for Shabbos. That implies that it's not a mitzvah of Einig Shabbos only to enjoy the candles on Shabbos so people shouldn't stumble or trip over one another, but rather it's a mitzvah to prepare the candles in advance that it be recognizable, that it be obvious that you're doing so in preparation for Shabbos. It's also covered Shabbos, so Einig Shabbos as well as covered Shabbos. The truth of the matter is, now that uh, Gemara, Masech the Shabbos, that you're not allowed to light, uh, you cannot you cannot be yoytz with a candle that was lit too early, is in fact uh, subject to a machlaikas rishonim. Because Taisus writes over here in Masech uh, the Shabbos, of Chavdal and Mbez, actually has a debate within the rishonim whether you make a bracha on Hadlokas Neir Shabbos, which we'll get back to in a second. But Taisus, in the midst of that discussion, says that if a person has, a, one quotes one opinion, that if a person has a candle or lights that were burning in the home, uh, earlier on in the day of Friday, not for the purposes of Shabbos, or Habakkus Neiris, uh, and then comes Shabbos, says Tysus, he could be Yaitse with those uh, candles that were lit uh, in the middle of the day on Friday, even though they were lit for a different purpose, he could be Yaitse in the midst of Habakkus Neiris Shabbos with those candles. You don't have to put it out and light it again or light a different candle. You can be yaitzit with those candles that were already lit. So Tysus then quotes Rabbeinu Tam, who disagrees. He says, You cannot be yaitzit with candles that were lit in the middle of the day. You have to put it out and light, uh, light the candle again or light a different candle. Like the old man told the daughter of Rabbi Yosef, you cannot light it in the middle of the day, 
already light Havakas uh, near Shabbos, because it's not obvious that you're lighting it for the purposes of Shabbos. So you told her you have to put it out and light another one. So the, the first opinion in Taisus felt that that was only Lechatchila. But Bidiyeved, or if it was already lit, you could be yoytz with a candle that was already lit, even though it wasn't for the purpose of Shabbos. And the raya is because the old man told the daughter of Yosef, don't light too late. Lighting too late doesn't mean on Shabbos. Lighting on Shabbos is called Chilo Shabbos. It's not a piece of advice that the old man would give her. He was telling her, don't light at the last minute. But that's advice. That was not a halachic statement. So if that's the case, then perhaps what he told her also, don't light too early, was only a tzataiva, that it should be recognized that you're lighting for Shabbos, but not an obligation. So that's why Tysus, in the first opinion, held you could be yitzit with a candle that's lit in the middle of the day, even though it's not recognizable, they do literally covered Shabbos. So the Beis Halevi, one of his chuvas, explains that this Machlag Sarishayim seems to hinge upon that issue that we brought up before. What is the nature of the obligation to light Halakas Nehru Shabbos? The opinion of Rabbeinu Tam is that it's not only to enjoy the candles on Shabbos, but also to light it, covered Shabbos, to light it before Shabbos in preparation for Shabbos. So therefore, you cannot be yoytze with a candle that was lit in the middle of the day for a different purpose. However, the first opinion in Taisvah seems to be of the opinion that uh, it's just Oynik Shabbos. There is no uh, obligation to prepare the candles on Friday in preparation for Shabbos. So even if the candle was lit for a different purpose, uh, that happens to be the, 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 the light in the home on Friday. If it continues to burn throughout Shabbos, you can be Yotzeh Lachas Neres Shabbos with that, because there's only an obligation of Oynik Shabbos to enjoy it on Shabbos itself. If you prepared it on yeah, Friday. Right. Correct. If you didn't, so every then not. Shabbos is covered Shabbos. Uh, not always. Yeah, not in this case. Making children. <laughs> making yeah, children. Correct. For sure. But what about having a candle that's being burned for a different reason. You have to light it before Shabbos. Oh, that's a, you, you eat Thursday night chillant, assuming you didn't make it for Shabbos, you have it because you want to have Thursday night chillant. Oh, we have leftovers then on Shabbos. Leftover chillant. So that would be ironing Shabbos, not covered Shabbos. So that's the situation over here. You have the candles. The question is, is lighting near a Shabbos covered Shabbos and ironing Shabbos, or is it just ironing Shabbos? So this opinion of Tyson's held is just ironing Shabbos. So you could be, you might say, as long as I have a candle, I can enjoy on Shabbos. Even if I lit it Friday for a different purpose, that should be good enough. We said that we, Paskin... I prepare the candles on Thursday or Wednesday or Monday, and I set them in the Shabbos, right? Azayeka, you are. You're already preparing it on Monday. What? (laughs) (laughs) You could be right, in theory. Yes. But we're really not thinking about the following Shabbos till later on in the week, but yes. Yeah. The Gemara says the base Shammai would collect food all week long for the following Shammas. Yeah. Well, I mean, Allah is like Beis Shammai, it's not like Beis Yeah, so we pass, you know, here, uh, <laughs> with regards to Allah is near Shabbos, as we said, is a contradiction in the Rambam. Is it covered Shabbos? Is it Einig Shabbos? And we, uh, we said that it seems to be both. At the same time, it seems to be there was at least one opinion in Tysus that it was only Einig Shabbos, not covered Shabbos. And even for us as well, this might have uh, a ramification, because the Ramah says if a woman forgets to light candles one week, that she's supposed to add a candle uh, for the rest of her life, moving forward as a penalty to remind her to light in the future. This is only if she forgets, by the way. If there's an onus, she's on her way uh, late Friday, and uh, they don't get there in time, in the, the winter time, and they have to park the car and walk, one of these uh, mices that everybody has. So then she doesn't have to add a candle. There's no penalty for an onus. There's a penalty uh, for forgetting. Some Please. even say that that's why uh, we add a candle every time a person has a child. You add uh, a candle is because mistama, 
at some point or another throughout the course of the pregnancy, she forgot to light Nehru Shabbos once. So therefore, uh, just as an as a institution, we have that every mother lights a, a, another candle for each child. I don't think that's the reason, no. But that's what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> to make the mothers feel good. Anyway, but it says in the Pais, Gimishmir Shabbos, Kochasa, and others, that nowadays when you come into the home, even if she'll forget to light Nehru Shabbos, this doesn't apply in Yantav either. There's no penalty for forgetting Yantav. But even if she would forget uh, and she didn't light that Shabbos where the Shulchan Aruch says, the Ramah says he's supposed to add a candle as a penalty moving forward but what if there are candles, there are lights in the home they have the electric lights in the home so it's not going to be an issue of Shalom bias in the home no one's going to trip over one another or be sitting in darkness so even if you didn't have covered Shabbos she didn't light candles or covered Shabbos but there were candles or electric lights burning in the home which it could be say the mitzvah of Havakas uh, Neir Shabbos assuming they have some sort of glowing filament in them like our... We're, uh, yeah, we're worried about the environment here. But if you would have no, bulbs that no, have uh, filament, even if they'd be no, burning Friday no, early on in the day. But even covered Shabbos, you have to turn no, the lights on. Shabbos. Uh, but even if you don't have covered Shabbos, they were burning on the whole day. One opinion in Tysus is, you're yeah, yeah. in the midst of a luckless near Shabbos with candles that were burning already, because all there is is an obligation of yeah, Shabbos, of enjoying on Shabbos the light. And here you have light in the home. See, even though we paskin, a person is supposed to have both covered Shabbos as well as Einik Shabbos, we would not uh, levy the penalty on a woman who forgot to light near a Shabbos, because at least there's candles burning in the home. So even though there's no covered Shabbos, there at least is Einik Shabbos. The electric lights, even though they save the woman from a penalty of uh, if she forgets to light, uh, that's why nowadays uh, we really don't add candles for a woman who forgets. No one's sitting in darkness uh, throughout the Shabbos. Uh, but at the same time, these electric lights, even if they save the woman from the potential penalty, they cause issues for us. They cause issues for us. LED cause a problem. LEDs creates a problem for us in that respect. Yes, because you can't be you say Nehru Shabbos right. with LEDs or fluorescent LEDs bulbs. Yeah. You yeah, have yeah, to have yeah. a, well, at least one or well, two... I, uh, I don't want to schlep the wrong into this topic. But. You could have argued that the whole purpose of a Lachas Nehru Shabbos is to have light in the home and to have Shalom Bayes. So in which case, in which case, you could have made this argument as well. Right. However, to the best of my knowledge, in the literature that addresses electric lights being used for a Nehru Shabbos, they all say it has to be as similar to a candle as possible. The mitzvah was articulated with regards to a candle. So if it's a burning filament, that can be argued that that's a fire on Shabbos, and that's the equivalent of an air. This is uh, a light. This is a chemical reaction. Correct. But for the, I believe, to the best of my knowledge, in the literature that addresses the issue, no one argues that fluorescence are LEDs yet. However, the electric lights, even if they save a woman from uh, perhaps the penalty of forgetting to light Nehru Shabbos, they do create a, a different issue for us. And that is that we hold, again, it's covered and oinig. You have to light a candle for Shabbos in preparation for Shabbos, huh? Why on the woman? Oh, correct. Whoever is lighting Nehru Shabbos in the home. Man is I should have been correct. I should have been more... Uh, I mean, let's say, yes, oh, it is an obligation on the home, men as well as women. The women have the minute to do it, but you're right. Correct. Ruby, correct. Yes. Right. They do create another issue for us, though. As we said, it's covered Shabbos. We should light a candle that's recognizable that you're doing so in preparation for Shabbos. But also, you have to enjoy the light on Shabbos, which implies that it has to provide us with some enjoyment. Shulchan Aruch says... If you're lighting the many women next to one another, so what enjoyment is being created, even though she's lighting candles in preparation for Shabbos? You have covered Shabbos, but it has to provide us with some enjoyment on Shabbos. That's earning Shabbos. So what if a woman is lighting right next to somebody else who's lighting? So what are her candles uh, adding uh, to the situation? So the Shulchan Aruch's opinion is, if you have many uh, women or many balabatim who are lighting candles next to one another, uh, he quotes that uh, perhaps you cannot make a bracha. 
that you cannot make a bracha. The Ramah says we have the minig that even if you're lighting next to somebody else who's lighting there a Shabbos, you can make a bracha. Why? So the Mishnah Brewer explains because at least you're contributing something. The candles add a little bit of light. It would be ideal to light in a separate place than everybody else, but even if you're lighting next to everybody, at least your candles add a little bit of light. It's marginal, but they add something. So you can make a bracha on that Tosefes R. The Shulchan Aruch held you cannot make a bracha on Tosefes R, but the Ramah, the Ashkenazim, will make a bracha on, on candles and even the lit next to somebody else. So it's also a problem if you, if you light and you, you're going out? Correct. Whatever, you have to enjoy the Neir Shabbos, yes. Right. Yes. So you should either wait there a little bit. That's many people have that minute. Before Shabbos, probably before Shabbos. You shouldn't leave then before oh, Shabbos. Shabbos. Shabbos comes in, though, the minute you light. So. Shabbos comes in when you light. So you enjoy them for half an hour, 45 Shabbos minutes. Comes in when you light? Yeah. We'll get to it in a second, correct? We'll get to it in a second. But yeah, you should stick right, around right. a little bit to enjoy the candle somewhat or have them burning when you come back. Correct, yeah. But what about in a situation, huh? Oh, so what about in a hotel? So first of all, to light, we've talked about this in the past, but to light in the lobby, the person says a bracha levatoa. In the lobby is nothing. Best would be to light in your room. If you have a suite with a kitchen and they'll let you light in the room, best to be with to light in your own private room. What if you don't have that uh, situation? So then lighting in the lobby is nothing. So you light in the dining room. The problem is they set up one table with a million tea lights in the dining room. So the Debrezina writes in his Shuvah's Bear Moshe, it's not ideal to light there. I guess you're adding some marginal light, maybe, but at that point, you're the two tea lights all the way in the back of 5,000 tea lights. I don't know what, what you're adding. So he recommends, as well as many other him, to take your tea lights and put them on your table or where you're sitting. Uh, and then you at least enjoy the light to somewhat uh, on Shabbos. The light in the middle of the table with everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So the lobby's no good? Huh? The lobby's no good? No. No. For sure. I recommend anybody who's going to a hotel bring an electric uh, night light. Uh, I, I, you have to let the woman light downstairs. You're never going to win that battle, but the electric night light in the room. Electric night light in the room. Oh, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. But then there's another problem. The other problem, which is raised by Shlomo Zalman in the Shemir Shabbos. Yes. Correct. We'll, we'll get to that issue right now. Huh? I bring one. I light it on my own. Well, my wife does her business. I, I <laughs> but the uh, electric lights, and you can't win. The electric lights in the home, though, create a separate issue. Shomazam, the Shmir Shabbos, Kokhasa asks, but every, every one of our homes has electric lights. So what are we really adding by the Lucas Day with Shabbos? It's flooded with light. But the big chandeliers, the, the candles in, in the room, we really don't, uh, don't even add. Even uh, even marginal light. So Shlomo Zalman struggles with that in the Shmir Shabbos. He's not sure how it is that we make a bracha on Hadlakas Neir Shabbos. So Sternbach writes in the Chuvas Van Hogis, and it could be that there's a, it's, a, it's a compelling argument if you think about it. And that is, even though we have electric lights in the home, the candles are a different type of light. You know, you go out to a restaurant, you sit with candlelight. It's a certain type of ambiance. And so too the Hadlakas Neir Shabbos, the candles, the candelabra, and everything is a different type of light. It's more refined. So perhaps we add. Uh, if not a qualitative light, but a quantitative, if not a, a quantitative, but qualitative light. It's a different type of light. However, if Shlomo Zalman recommends, and this is with Sternbach also, they also quote like this from Ramesha, that what you should do is turn off the electric lights, light near Shabbos, then turn on the electric lights and make the bracha uh, on both. Or turn them off 
and turn on the electric lights to cover Shabbos and then light your candles as well and make a bracha on both. Either way you go about it. But to turn on the electric lights to cover Shabbos. What will you do then if it's Yom Tov Sheni, which we'll get to in a second. You cannot turn off the lights before you light. So Shlomo Zalman discusses in the Shemir Shabbos perhaps having the, Shabbos, the lights on the Shabbos clock. Lighting, uh, that when you light, the, the candle, the, the light should be off. And then uh, the, the lights are turned back on uh, after you already lit your candles, uh, the covered Yom Tif, In which case, your lighting is adding light. Huh? I have tried for many, for 18 years to get my wife to turn off the lights and then turn them back on. Uh, the cover shower, she cannot, will not do it. So, Lamaisa, what are you going to do? I turn off the light, she turns it on. I tell her, don't turn on until you Okay, good. I, I, can't, uh, I can't fight so many fronts. I, I pick my battles, this is not it. But that's what the price can say. The price can say it is certainly ideal. What about lighting on Yom Tif? So, we said that lighting on Shabbos, of course, is covered Shabbos, is both Einig Shabbos. What about on Yom Tif. So the, uh, even though the Pasuk says, V'karasa l'shabes o'ineg l'kdash Hashem achubad, you should call Shabbos of the light and honors HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Rambam writes that that applies on Yom Tif as well. The Rambam writes over here, Perek Vav Hilchaz Yom Tif, Kishem shemitzu l'chabit Shabbos u'la'anga kach kol yomim toivim, because even though it says, V'karasa l'shabes o'ineg, it also says V'karasa. Even though it mentions Shabbos, it also says V'karasa, and Yom Tif is called Mikra'i Kodesh, a day of calling. So since uh, it mentions calling in the Pasuk, uh, Yom Tov is included as well. There is both a mitzvah of covet as well as oinig, uh, not only on Shabbos as well uh, as on, on Yom Tov. However, are there uh, differences, perhaps, in the way that we should go about uh, lighting Halakas uh, Neiros Shabbos, vis-a-vis Shabbos, as well as on, on Yom Tov? So the truth of the matter is, The Drisha, uh, quotes in the name of his, uh, the Drisha, is the same author as the Sma in Shulchan Aruch. So he has a Hakdama, the Drisha, of course, a commentary in the Torah, the Sma is a commentary in the Shulchan Aruch, and in the Hakdama to the Drisha was written by his son. He quotes in the name of his mother two things uh, that uh, women do wrong with regards to Adlakis Neiris Yom that they assume it's the same as Shabbos, but in fact they're different. The first thing that they do wrong is uh, when is a person supposed to uh, light the candles? So we said, of course, on Shabbos, you really don't have an option. You have to light the candles uh, before Shabbos. You cannot light them on Shabbos. You light them before Shabbos. And, uh, and that's covered Shabbos. And then you enjoy them on Shabbos, and that's Oynik Shabbos. So, but on Yantif, where you can light the candles at least on Yantif, so there are some uh, women who light the candles on Yantif itself. So the Drisha quotes in the name of his mother, uh, uh, the son of the Drisha quotes in the name of his mother, which was the wife of the Drisha, the wife of the Sma, that, uh, that the women are doing wrong. He says, He says, his mother said that there were two mistakes that they do. The first is, we'll get to in a second, but the second is, Hatos uh, Hasheni on the fourth line, they light after it's already yontif. He says that that's improper. Why is that uh, improper uh, to light already uh, already once it's yontif? So uh, according to what we explained, it's obvious, and that is because even though you enjoy it on yontif, all you get is einig yontif. You don't get uh, covered yontif. So therefore, she argued that it's better to light. Uh, it's better to light them. It's better to light them uh, before Yantif rather than lighting them uh, rather than lighting them on Yantif. So, so because you, then you can make the bracha uncovered as well as Ayinig. So yeah. Yantif is on a Sunday. 
Yeah. You put on your electric light or Shabbos. You haven't seen for both. You get on your Shabbos. Nah, come on. <laughs> Separate things. Separate things. What are you going to do, though? Uh, what are you going to do, though, on, uh, on the Yantif Shani? Yantif Shani, you really have no other option. You're going to have to light on Yantif. So the truth here, it's not as... Uh, uh, perhaps as uh, open and shut as we might think, because Tysus writes in Masechus Beya that a person can light Hadlakas uh, Neiros Yontif on the first day of Yontif, even though we're not, we don't generally don't prepare from the first day of Yontif to the second. You can light Hadlakas Neiros for the second day already on the first day. Why? Because a person is allowed to prepare on the first day of Yontif for the second day of Yontif if he'll enjoy. Uh, let's say he wants to cook for the second day of Yontif. If he might eat the food on the first day of Yontif, then he is allowed to prepare. So Taisa says, once it's already perhaps starting to get dark, it's after the Plaga Mincha, the sun is beginning to set, even though it hasn't set, it's totally, you know, but it's getting darker. Perhaps one can light the candles in preparation for the second day of Yomtev already now, because he'll enjoy the light on the first day of Yomtev. You'll have cooking also. They do cook. If, you're gonna, if you want to have soup, uh, yeah, people no, you, heat up food. Somebody might come and eat Some Someone might want to come and eat on yeah, Yomtev, the first day of Yomtev. So, so too, Taisa says, you're allowed to light on the first day of Yomtev in preparation for the second, if already you're going to benefit from the lights now. So the place can say, generally, this doesn't apply to us. Our lights, are, our rooms are flooded with light. We, we have to kvetch in. How do you light already once there's electric lights? So, so to start lighting on the first day in preparation for the second day, uh, they say because, well, it's getting dark outside, but we really don't even need the lights in the room in the first place. So to do that, the price can say we should not do that. Rather, you should light on the second day uh, once it's already yonted. However, if Shlomo Zalman says, according to his patent, according to his advice, that the lights go out with the Shabbos clock, and then they're going to turn on uh, after Avakas Neira. So he says, maybe then there is more room to argue that one should be allowed to light on the first day of Yontif in preparation for the second day, because it's already starting to get dark, and his lights already went out with the Shabbos clock. They're only going to turn on after... Uh, he already lit Halakas Neiris. And if you'll do that, you'll chop around, not only Einig Yantif, but you'll get covered Yantif as well. But either way, even though most of us on the second day Yantif are going to light already once it's Yantif, but on the first day Yantif, one should instruct uh, the woman to light, uh, to light before Yantif rather than lighting on Yantif itself. Yeah? What do you want to say? There's no basis for the minute that the women light it later? No, there is such a minute because they're always running late and... uh, Anything you could push off to later, we push off to later. It's a meaning of procrastination. That's an old meaning, procrastination. But uh, in the last couple of years, we had Sandy's all kinds of stuff in Lakewood, especially light went out a couple times last year, two years ago, three years ago. There is something about having candle lights in the house. It's so interesting you say that. solution, he says, what do we do about the electric lights? We don't need the candles lights. So he says, you never know, the power might go out. That's what Ramesha says. So he says, even though it's rare, you never know. So, okay, okay. I thought it was a difficult argument. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. So one difference that the mother of the Drisha, the, the wife of the Drisha, the, the wife of the Sma argued that women make the mistake is that they light the candles on Yantav, it would be better that they would light it uh, before Yantav. And his <laughs> argument is accepted by uh, the Archashokhan, by the Chayyodan, by Rav HaPaiskim, that's, that's preferable. If a woman didn't do that, of course she could light on Yantav, but then all you get is Einig Yantav, not Kavid Yantav. It be better to light uh, before. Is there a mitzvah of Yantav like Kavid Shabbos? Yeah, that's what we, the Rambam says. They're both the same. Both the same. Okay. Both the same. Exactly the same. However, there might be a, another uh, another mistake that she claims that uh, the woman make is with regards. Uh, we'll get to her second mistake in, in a second. But there might be another difference between uh, the mitzvah of uh, of uh, 
of Halakas Neiros and Yantif as well as on Shai, as, a, as opposed to Shabbos, and that is with regards to making the bracha. Taisvis over back in Oizvav has Machlokas Rishonim whether or not one is obligated to make a bracha on Halakas Neiros uh, of Shabbos. Even though the Gemara says it is an obligation, the Gemara never mentions an obligation to make a bracha. So Taisvis quotes one opinion that you do not make a bracha on Halakas Neiros Shabbos. Uh, because this is the first opinion in Tesis, if you'll have a candle that's burning from the middle of the day, uh, fr- uh, in the middle of the day on Friday, you can be yotze halakas neiros Shabbos without, even though you didn't light it in preparation for Shabbos. That was the opinion of Tesis that all there is is Einig Shabbos. There's no mitzvah of halakas neiros Shabbos to prepare uh, the candles for Shabbos, just to enjoy them on Shabbos. So if you had a candle that was lit in the middle of the day on Friday, you could use that for halakas neiros Shabbos to be the mitzvah. So Tesis says if you could be yotze with a candle that's already lit. So then even when you light it for Shabbos, there should be no bracha. Why? Well, why does one follow from the other? Since you could be yoyzeh with a candle that's already lit, even if you light it to cover Shabbos, there should be no bracha. Why? So the, st- the stipler explains, because he feels all there is is oinik Shabbos, in terms of the obligation of locus neiris. You could be yoyzeh with a candle that's already lit. So then lighting the candle is not the mitzvah. What is the mitzvah? Enjoying the light on Shabbos. Lighting the candle is no different than b- building a sukkah, than baking matzahs, than buying a dalaminim. That's not part of the mitzvah. So since it's not part of the mitzvah, you don't make a bracha on lighting the candle. All there is in the mitzvah is to enjoy it on Shabbos. That's because perhaps you can make a bracha on a hechshem mitzvah. You shout me a whole gantz But we don't make a bracha. Bottom line, we don't make a bracha on building a sukkah. We don't make a bracha. So we don't make a bracha either on the hechshem mitzvah of lighting the candles. All there is is the mitzvah is to enjoy it on Yantif. The other opinion in Tyson disagrees. Not only says, can you not be yoyter with a candle that was lit in the middle of the day? You have to light the candle in preparation for Shabbos to be recognizable you're doing it for Shabbos. But then Tysus argues, even if it would be that you could be yoyter with a candle that was already lit in the middle of the day of Shabbos, even though it wasn't in the middle of the day of Friday, even though you didn't do some preparation for Shabbos, when you do it, for Shabbos, you should make a bracha. He says it's no different than a per- the mitzvah of Kisei Adam, that when we, a person shechs a chai or an oif, you have to cover over the blood. So the Gemara says, if the wind covers it over, you don't have to, you don't have to cover over the blood yourself. You can be yaitzit with the fact that the wind covered it over. Nonetheless, the Gemara says, if you do it, you make a bracha. So even though if it would have happened by itself, you would have been yaitzit, when you do it, you make a bracha. So, so, so too, so, argues Tysus, even though you could have been yaitzit, even if in theory you could have been yaitzit with a candle that was lit in the middle of the day, when you light it, the preparation for Shabbos, you should make a bracha. Because so the Stipur says... Because there's not only a mitzvah of Einig, this opinion in Tysus is arguing there's also a, a mitzvah of covered Shabbos and lighting the candles. Fine, so I said, we said, we have the meaning of making a bracha on Avakas Neir Shabbos, and this follows with our uh, general orientation, and that is that the mitzvah of Avakas Neir stems, emanates both from covered Shabbos as well as Einig Shabbos, not only a mitzvah to enjoy it on Shabbos, but also on Yontif, but also a mitzvah to light it in preparation for Yontif, therefore you should do it Erev Yontif, and therefore also on Shabbos, uh, Erev Shabbos, you make a bracha on the lighting. The lighting is not just a hechsher, a preparatory stage, in order to allow you to enjoy the candles on Shabbos. It itself is a mitzvah to prepare the candles, uh, to light the candles in preparation for Shabbos. But what about on Yontif? What about on Yontif? Should we also make a bracha on Lachas Neiris Yontif? So the Moshe of Zakanian from the Bali Atisis quotes one opinion. He quotes one opinion that yes, you do make a bracha on Lachas Neiris Yontif as well. Of course, that's our practice. But then he quotes from the Rabbeinu Tsarfas, you don't make a bracha on Lachas Neiris Yontif, even though they established. Why? Because even though they established. Why should you make a bracha? Because of covered Shabbos. So since you can't light the candles on Shabbos, it's inevitable you're going to have to light them 
Arab Shabbos to prepare for Shabbos. So when they established the mitzvah mid of lighting Neir Shabbos, they obviously did so, uh, you know, they included perhaps, uh, that you have to prepare them for Shabbos, and it's also a fulfillment of covered Shabbos as well, because you have to do it on Friday. But Halakas Neir is Yantif, which you could do on Yantif itself, you can light a fire or transfer a fire on Yantif, so who's to say that it was included in covered Yantif? Maybe it was only included in the midst of Einig Yantif, because it's not inevitable that you have to light it, and we said it's preferable to light it Arab Yantif, but perhaps uh, they, it, w- it was not included in the midst of covered Yantif, because on Yantif you can light it on Yantif itself. So, so therefore there's one opinion in the Rabbeinu uh, Tzarfas, that no, the, 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 never on Yantif, since you can light the candles, and Kebi Yantif, Sheikhan Lahadak, Einlevarech, Shein Tzor, Shalom Beisai, they never include in the midst of preparing for Yantif, because you can light on Yantif itself. You, could, uh, you, don't, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to light it on Arab Yantif. And since you don't have to light it on Arab Yantif, it's just a midst of Einig Yantif, all there is is a midst of to enjoy the light, not to actually light the candles in the first place. So in which case, perhaps there is no bracha. Again, we said, we paskin that, uh, of course, we know, we make a bracha on Hadakas uh, Neres Yantif as well as Hadakas Neres Shabbos. It is both covered Shabbos and Einig Shabbos as well as covered Yantif and Einig Yantif. But when should you make this bracha? So when do we typically make the bracha of Hadakas uh, Neres Shabbos? So the Rambam writes, if you look back at Ois Gimel, the Rambam writes, the second line, you make the bracha before you light, like every bracha that you make, uh, every mitzvah, you make the bracha over lasiyas, you make the bracha on the tefillin before you put it on, the talus before you put it on, so to here you're supposed to make the bracha before you do it. However, the uh, Rishonim quote in the name of the Bahag that you cannot do it here, even though that should be what you should do, make the bracha before you light, you cannot do it by Lakas Neir Shabbos. Why? Because the opinion of the Bahag was, once you make the bracha, of Lahadlik uh, Neshul Shabbos, you already accepted Shabbos. It's already an acceptance of Shabbos. Once you accepted Shabbos, you can no longer lie. We showed him quote this on the Gemara that we mentioned earlier that if you only have enough money to buy Neiris uh, Shabbos and Neiris Hanukkah, you, ne- you should buy Neiris Shabbos because Shalom Bayis is Adif. So that's how the Rashi interprets the Gemara. However, the Ramban interprets that Gemara to mean which should you do first, Neiris Shabbos or Neiris Hanukkah on uh, Shabbos Hanukkah? So the, he interprets the Gemara to say you should light Neir Shabbos first, Neir Shabbos Adif, then Neir Hanukkah. Because Tadir, Vishayinu Tadir, Tadir Kaidim, that which comes regularly takes precedence. So first Neir Shabbos, then Neir Hanukkah. Then the Ramban quotes in the name of the Bahag that you can't do that. Because once you light Neir Shabbos, you uh, have to accept Shabbos at that time, and you can no longer light Neir Hanukkah afterwards. The Bahag felt you can't even make a condition. You can't even have a mind to say, well, I'm not going to accept Shabbos now. The Bahag felt it was uh, against your will. It was a uh, Kabbalah Shabbos, Balkarcha, against your will, for everybody in the home. That was the opinion of the Bahag. So that's also with Kabbalah. So that was the opinion of the Bahag. That was the opinion. What do you mean, turn the lights back on? No, no. You, we, we'll get to our practice in a second, okay? So because uh, the Shulchan Aruch quotes the opinion of the Bahag, that when you make the bracha, when you light candles, that's a considered to be a Kabbalah Shabbos for uh, everybody, against your will. And then he already uh, starts hedging. He says, V'yesh oimrim, the end of the first line, she'mas ne'kaidim she'liko she'nimik ha'belah Shabbos, that that works, you can make a tenai, a condition that you're not going to accept Shabbos. And he, then he quotes others who say and that the condition doesn't work. And then he says, quotes others, and the second line, there are those who disagree with this entire Bahag, that Lokas uh, Neir Shabbos does not signal Kabbalah Shabbos, 
Kabbalah Shabbos is signaled that Mizmor Shiliyah Yom Shabbos. That's why many of the minig to stand by Mizmor Shiliyah Yom Shabbos because that was the official time of Kabbalah Shabbos. The Ramah says everyone argues nowadays we're not accepting Shabbos then, but that would be maintained. Many maintain that minig. The Ramah though is chayshish for the opinion of the Bahag that when a person accept, makes the bracha of Halakas Neir Shabbos or when he lights candles, he is accepting Shabbos. So therefore the Ramah writes, this is not the practice by the Svardim, but this is what the Ramah writes for the Ashkenazim. Over here, Oisyud Gimel, Yezmi Shoymish Mevarachin Kaidim Halaka. So there are those who say, you, you make the bracha before Halaka because they don't paskin like the Bahag, that making the bracha of Halakas Neir Shabbos is not a considered, does not automatically signal Kabbalah Shabbos. And therefore, you can light the candles after the bracha. But then he says, You can't make the bracha before, that's a Kabbalah Shabbos. You have to make the bracha after you light. Even though that's not ideal with regards to Birch Samitz, you have no other choice here. So what should you do? You cover your eyes, you're not benefiting from the light. You, may, you, you light the, the candles, you cover your eyes, then you make the bracha afterwards. You can't make B'dyevet or Birch Samitzvah. Uh, afterwards, and that's the practice by all of the Ashkenazi, uh, all of the Ashkenazi women. So, with regards to electric lights, what you should do is light the candles, light the electric lights, cover your eyes, and make the bracha. That's what you should do. Or turn off the lights. One second. Turn off the lights. Turn back on the electric lights. Then the nearer Shabbos. Then cover your eyes. However you want to do it. Yeah. Make the bracha afterwards. Must be. You have no other choice. Can't make the bracha before. That's a kabbalah Shabbos. But what do you do on Yantif? So on Yantif, uh, you, you can uh, even if you accept Yantif, you can uh, you can light the candles afterwards. So that was the practice of many women was to light the, the candle, which the, was to, uh, was to uh, I'm sorry, many women, they'll continue to practice from Shabbos, and they continue to light the candles first, cover their eyes, and then make the brach of Adlokas Neiris Anyantif. So that was the second ha'ara of the wife of the Drisha, the wife of the Sma, was that the women are doing wrong here. Because really, ideally, you're supposed to make a birchus mitzvah, so they should have made the bracha before, uh, and then lit. We can't do it on Arab Shabbos because once you make the bracha, you already accepted Shabbos. But on Yotif, they should do that. They should go back to the other procedure, the proper procedure, which is making the bracha before Hadaka. And that was uh, accepted by Rabbi Kiva Eger, the Dagomer Vava. Everyone signed on to this psaq of the wife of the Sma. However, the Mishnah Brewer quotes in the name of the Magen Avram that the woman can't handle this kind of uh, muching. So that's why he says, don't muchy them. If you're accepting Shabbos now, you're not accepting Shabbos now. So the, the Magen Avram says, let them do whatever they do normally and make the bracha afterwards. However, I think a woman can't handle a little bit of this much. You can muchy them. That they should make the bracha first. So the, those two differences of the wife, those two ha'aras of the wife of the sma, the drisha, we do accept. That is that they should light on yantif on erev yantif, the first day of yantif at least, erev yantif, and that they should make the bracha before the halacha, different from Shabbos. One final ha'ara is what do you do about the bracha of shechianu? So we have, we know have the practice of making shechianu conjunction with the kaisho kiddush, but the gemara says in mesechtes erevin that that's not necessarily uh, the case. You don't have to do it that way. Zman Oimra Bashuk. You could say it, and you don't have to say it in conjunction with a kais. You could say Shechianu uh, even when it's not together with a kais. So many women had the practice of saying Shechianu together with Havokas Neiris Yantiv. So Lekhet Yoisha, who's the Talmud of the Chumas Hadeshen, writes he never you know, heard of this from his Rebbe, the Chumas Hadeshen. And in fact, or Zarua quotes the name of you, Shalmi, that you shouldn't do it in conjunction with the Neiris Shabbos. There's no reason to do it. Not that we have a reason to be opposed to it. But there was, there was no source for this. It has nothing to do with Neir Shabbos. Rather, you should do it in conjunction with the Kiddush. When we're going to be Makadish Yantif, be Makadish, uh, make the Brach of Shechianu on the Yantif as well, over the Kaisho Kiddush. So the Mishnah Brura writes, 
over here, in the name, uh, look back, Oisei Gimel, in the third line, ain't Sarch Levarek's mana hadlaka, you don't have to make Shachiyonu with the, with the hadlaka, but if that's the minig, ain't Limchaz Biyadin, you don't have to make a macha against the woman who do say Shachiyonu, there's no reason to be opposed to it necessarily, but, uh, but there's no reason to do it. So if a woman doesn't have that minig, you shouldn't t- tell her to do it. If she has the minig, you don't have to be opposed to it to make her stop it. However, the Briskarov asks, one minute, the husband is now going to make Kiddush, and he's going to make a Shechiyonu at his Kiddush. Yes. If the wife answers Amen, that's a Hefzik in the middle of the Boyer and the drinking of the wine. So that's going to be a Hefzik in the middle of the Kiddush. So for him, the Shechiyonu is on the Yom if it's not a Hefzik. For her, that she already made a Shechiyonu on the nearest uh, Yontif, now the answering Amen is going to be a Hefzik. So therefore, uh, Briskarov and Rabavadya Hazus and Yechavadas recommended that any woman who makes a Shechiyonu on her nearest Yontif, that's fine, but they should not answer Amen to the husband's brach of Shechiyonu by Kiddush. But Rab Maisha writes in Igris Maisha that perhaps she doesn't have to do that. She can answer Amen. Because Rab Maisha claims that Hefzik is a great a big Kiddush, Rab Maisha, as he tries, goes at length to prove it, that Hefzik is not determined based on the person who's answering the bracha. Hefzik is determined by the person who's making the bracha. So therefore, since the husband has reason to make the Shechiyonu for himself, the wife could also answer Amen, uh, because it's not considered to be a Hefzik verse, and she's only answering Amen after the husband, who has a, has a reason to make it. You certainly had the mother from Sorry. Everyone should have a good good Yadu of Hakash of Samech. Don't mention it with me. Don't answer. 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 Don't answ